Open up your Bibles. Go with me to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Usually on a, on a service, Resurrection Sunday, because of all the things that are going on, I usually don't prepare too much as far as a, a, a sermon. But really, I just want to speak a truth to you and edify you with the Word of God so that you could grow and become greater than you've ever been before in your life. I believe that what God is doing in you is great. That it's not a little work, that there's too much invested for your salvation, for God to leave you the way you are. The Bible says that Jesus promises us an abundant life, not a satisfactory life or good enough life, an abundant life. Everybody say abundant life. And abundant life, it means that you, you get so much life that you don't have enough, that, that you just have to give it away because you got too much. I got too much life. That's why you walk in this place and people look at you a little weird because they're so happy. Hey, you're here. Don't know you, but I'm excited you're here. Someone says, I don't like that church. That's just too nice. I mean, I can understand being nice, but just too nice. I'm sorry. We got abundant life. We're a bunch of abundant life people here, amen. I'm sorry, amen. But in Romans chapter 8, I want to just share this word with you. But, verse, verse 9, Romans 8, verse 9. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, now if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. The Bible says the same Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. Resurrection power is in you. The same spirit that brought life to a dead body and Jesus rose up again is the same spirit that's inside of you. The same spirit that when it spoke like be and everything existed, that same spirit is in you. The same spirit that makes God God. His Holy Spirit is the spirit that lives inside of you. Doesn't visit, doesn't come every now and then, but lives inside of you. When you are awake, he's in you. When you are asleep, he is with you. He lives there. The Bible says that, that, that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And he's not moving out. Somebody say, take the land. You know, uh, they, they would go into battles. Um, this, 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 past, uh, this past Friday, me and my wife, we just, I mean, we just decided to get in the car and drive around. And, and we like to do free stuff. And there is a whole battlefield in Brownsville where the U.S. Army 
decided that they were going to invade Mexico and take the land. If, if it wasn't for the battle that happened right there in Brownsville near, near uh, Los Fresnos, if that battle didn't take place, if, if the U.S. would have lost that battle, California would not be U.S. territory. What did they do? They just decided they wanted the land, so they took the land. And they took it by force. People say, well, that's mean. That's not right. It was right to them. That, they just took the land. Well, the Bible says that we were formed in the dirt of the ground. And when we die, our body goes back to dirt. Isn't that true? So basically, you're a bunch of dirt. You're a bunch of land. And Jesus decided that he was going to take the land. He took the land of your life, the land of your body. And then he puts his spirit inside of you, the Holy Ghost, to dwell in the land. The Bible says your life is not your own. You've been bought with the price, the precious blood of Jesus Christ. You can't, you, listen, you cannot take your life back once you surrender your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. He, you are God's property. He loves you, and he's not going to leave you nor forsake you. You're going to say, well, Pastor, what if I did this? What if I did that? It doesn't change how good of what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for you. You are God's property. He's already taken the land. You are conquered territory for the glory of God. You're, you're, you are now part of the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. He took the land. He took the land. He paid his, his blood for, his, for, for your life. Amen? Your life is not your own. The Bible says that we are crucified with Christ, Christ, yet we live. But not us, but Christ in us. And so the life that we live is not our own. We live for God. Amen? Hallelujah. And it's all done by faith. Everybody say by faith. By faith. Amen? And I wanted to share this with you because I have this interesting thought and this interesting question. I already know the answer, but I wanted to, to, to ask the question because I wanted you to think about this for yourself. What would your life be a year from now if you fully submitted to the ways of the Lord? What would your life be if you decided that you were just going to follow God and follow his ways, not rebel against God's ways, not, not like literally I wake up today, I'm living for the Lord. I wake up and I go down living for God. I'm pressing into God. I'm hearing his word. I'm praying and developing relationship with God. I heard something about this baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to go get baptized in the Holy Ghost because that's what we do as believers in Christ Jesus. I heard something about gathering together in the body of Christ, coming to church, coming to church as many times as they have services because that's what we do in the body of Christ. That's what we do as believers in Christ Jesus. Not arguing, well, I don't feel like it. Well, maybe that's good for them. Instead of, instead of rejecting all of God's ways, why don't you just have an open heart and say, I want that. Everything it is, I want it all. I want it all. Instead of judging everything and saying, well, you know, let, let, let's be righteous but not too righteous. Let's live for God on Sunday, but, you know, at least giving me Friday night. Come on. What would your life be if you gave God one year? And say, God, okay, God, I lived my life as much as I could live it. 
I love my salvation. I love walking and knowing you and your touch. But God, I haven't really pressed into the deeper things. I stayed on the shore in the shallow end, and every now and then, Pastor Kevin might push me a little deeper, but I end up coming back swimming to the shore. But, Pat, but, but God, what if I just stayed out in the deep end of the things of God and see what you, my, life, my life becomes? If I go a little deeper with God, not just be a Sunday Christian or a Wednesday Christian or a good enough Christian, but I want to live breathe no i want to know him and the power of his resurrection i want to know jesus christ not just hear him and experience him every now and then i want to know him all the time i want to be like like moses when when he would meet with god the bible says that the glory of god will rest upon him that his very skin would shine as bright as the sun that he had they had to put veils upon him because after he came out of the tent of meeting he shone so bright that the people were afraid that god takes you to another another level of glory amen I want to tell you there's another level of glory. There's an anointing that God will release upon you. And, and what happens is, as you go deeper in the things of God, God will begin to change you and then change everything around you. Because if you allow God's presence to walk with you, where you are recognizing God, living for God, and pressing into things of God, his presence will come upon you, and the Bible says, in his presence is fullness of joy. That means everywhere you go, you're going to release levels of joy that, that cannot be measured. Amen. The Bible talks about when Jesus, Jesus got away into the wilderness to be tempted by the, by the devil. But he went out under the power of the Holy Ghost, and he had victory. But when he came back, he, the first thing he said was, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he's anointed me to preach the gospel. Being talk about what the anointing does, destroying the, 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 you know, bringing sight to the blind, destroying the oppression, uh, declaring the acceptable year, Lord. He began to talk about what God, what the, this power that's upon him will do. And, and then he said this, he says, right now, this season, this time, this word is being fulfilled in your life. You're going to see this anointing upon my life. He began, to, he began to, to declare that what God said, that the anointing destroys the bondages of this world, destroys the yoke of bondage, that that anointing was there right now upon him to destroy. See, you have to understand, you don't have to ask permission to receive the things of God from, from me. I just am walking with God, and if you have hunger and desire for something of the Lord, that anointing will flow and meet you. Amen. It's kind of like there is a, 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 a it's like the, the, a straw that, that's in, the, in, a, in a cup. What's in the cup, all it needs is a little bit of, of, of suction to come out. All I am is a vessel. I'm just like that straw connected to the things of God. If you have faith and desire the things of the Lord, all you need to go is just be a little more hungry and you'll receive everything that you need from the Lord. Amen. You will, you will receive anointings, you will receive power, you will receive, receive demonstrations of the glory of God. You'll have visitations from angels. The Lord will give you, give you dreams. God will give you revelation of his word. You'll wake up just wanting more of God because you fully surrender to the things of God. 
Nobody joins the military and say, I'll go, I'll serve the military Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but I need Friday and Saturday and Sunday. No, matter of fact, the military will tell you your schedule. You don't tell them their, you don't expect them to change for you. When you surrender to God, you say, Lord, not my will, but your will. Not my life, but your life. I laid down my life to take up yours. See, that's the thing about being, being a believer, being a, a believer. A believer does not, a believer doesn't say, okay, God, I want you to make my life better. Jesus did not die on the cross to make your life better. Jesus came and died on the cross to destroy your life and give you his life, give you a new life. The old man is dead. The new man rises up again. The power of resurrection. I'm telling you, the power of resurrection is here for you and for me. That you can live a, a life of greater abundance, a greater glory, a greater anointing that you've never seen before. Amen. Hallelujah. And it's available for everybody. Some of you are looking at, I mean, the whole world wants to kill themselves. And if they're not killing themselves, they're so... They're so on, and on things like, like drugs and addictions that are holding them to try to forget who they are. Why do you drink that? Why do you take that? Why do you do that? I just, I just need to get away. Get away from what? Get away from me. Why do you need to get away from yourself? Because I got so much death operating in my life and I have no hope. I, so I just need to forget that who I am for a moment. That's what's, what's happening to my dad. He was a truck driver driving in the mountains of, of Tennessee. And he was thinking about driving his truck over that mountain and killing himself. Couldn't make his marriage work. Couldn't be a good father, a good man. Addicted to all sorts of things. But while he was driving, a voice began to speak to him. The voice said, if you want to die... Die to who you are and live for me. My dad knew instantly that that was God speaking to him. That voice led him to a church. And when he got into that church, there were people that had been praying. And they led him to Jesus Christ. And we're here today worshiping the Lord because one man, one man decided to die to who he was to live for Jesus Christ. Amen. I was so blessed the other day. I there's a, there, I don't, I don't see them here. They might be in the back serving. Most likely they are. But uh, Michael and Sierra, I remember one Sunday morning I was, I was preaching and, and I saw them sitting way in the back over there. And the hand of God was just coming upon them. And next thing you know, they, f they found themselves at the altar, just surrendering to God. This was, this is a couple that didn't know what their life was going to be. Young couple not married, but they came to the altar. And I looked at them, and I just knew that I had to love them. I knew that I had to bring them close. And uh, they came to church that day, got so touched by God. That night, they came to Bible school. <laughs> they joined Bible school immediately. I mean, think about it. You come to church for the first time. I, I, don't, know, I don't know God, but I, I guess hopefully he'll find me. And not only did Jesus find them on that Sunday morning, but by Sunday night, they were being trained to be a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I mean, that, that, is, that, is, that is radical, amen. 
and, 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 and they got married, and then, and then they, they got pregnant, and the babies came, and, and I see their, their, their little girl. Now, during the week, they'll, they'll come, and they'll sit in the, uh, Sierra will sit in the front, do some work, and, and her little daughter will run to my wife's office and, and steal a cookie and take off, take off running and, and hide underneath the desk and just all over. I mean, that girl is never going to know a day where she, her, her parents didn't love Jesus. Not going to know a day, and then that little girl, that little girl's going to grow up knowing the presence of the Holy Spirit, how to pray heaven down. That little girl is not going to know fear that comes from the devil because when that fear tries to rise up, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against it. That little girl is going to walk unto nations and preach the gospel, and signs and wonders will follow her wherever she goes. That little girl is going to walk in a level of glory that 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 her mom and her her dad were not able to experience when they were growing up. Why? Because the curse was removed off that land and the blessings of God came upon them and now the blessing that was upon them is now upon their child see that's what God is doing you you might have come here or turn on that channel to watch something but I'm telling you the plan of God was not just to, to get you saved but to take the territory for the glory of God so that your children can be blessed for your nation can be blessed your city can be blessed because the Bible says that he will bless you and make you a blessing Amen. And it's all because of the power of the Holy Spirit. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. It lives inside of you. The Bible says that those that, that, that follow the Holy Ghost are the sons of God. That means you have to develop a relationship with the Holy Ghost that when he speaks, you follow even Jesus said, my sheep know my voice, and a stranger they won't listen to. There are people that get off in bad things because they're not listening to God. They get involved in things, they say, well, this looks right. That person's inspirational. That person's exciting. Yes, but I don't care what that person said or what they look like. Was it the Holy Ghost? Well, I don't know. Do you know the voice of the Holy Spirit? Uh, uh, I don't know. Well, if you don't know the voice of the Holy Spirit, that's when you have to go off on a walk and say, God, I need to know your voice. And start talking to him. Not just expecting God to speak to you on a Sunday morning, but he wants to have communion and fellowship with you. God will begin to show you things about life, things about your future that you could not even dream of. You know, the most amazing thing is that when Jesus found the disciples... When he found Peter, Peter was doing what? What was Peter doing when Jesus found him? He was what? He was fishing. And as he was fishing, what did he do? He caught nothing. He caught nothing. Peter's dream was to catch as many fish. Nobody ever throws a net thinking when this comes up, there's going to be nothing in it. They throw that net with a dream. I mean, when he casts that net, he's dreaming, oh, this is going to be the greatest catch today. We're going to catch our fish today. He threw those nets. They cast those nets, and they caught nothing all night. They were fishing and caught nothing. But when Jesus found him, Jesus said, let's go a little deeper. He got in Peter's boat. He said, let's go a little deeper. And then he said, listen, just Cast your net for a catch. And, and Peter's like, well, we've done that already. We caught nothing. But okay, I respect you. You're a good teacher. 
I like what you're doing, so at your word, I'll do it. And he cast his net, and the Bible says that there was so much fish that the net began to break. They cried out for helpers that were on the shore, and they came and helped, and their nets were full. The Bible says they caught so many fish. Everybody say, so many fish. The nets began to break, and the boats began to sink. How many of you agree that's a good day of fishing? Amen. <laughs> Jesus, one moment with Jesus, one word from Jesus in obedience gave Peter his dream. Amen. Gave Peter his dream. Many people think that if I come to the Lord Jesus Christ and begin to follow his ways and live for him and fully surrender myself to God, fully surrender myself, su surrender my future, surrender the way I live, that, that I will, oops, my microphone fell, that I will, I, will, I will lose my dreams. You will not lose your dreams. Jesus will make your dreams come true. Amen. amen. But here's, here, here's the amazing thing about Jesus, amen. Here's the amazing thing about Jesus. Your dreams aren't big enough for him. <laughs> your dreams aren't big enough for him. Because no matter how big your dreams are, Jesus will give you your dreams, and then he'll put a bigger dream inside of you that you will, you'll find yourself, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Because what God, listen, you cannot even imagine all the incredible things Jesus will do in your life. But if you surrender to him, sur surrender to him, fully surrender, no limits, nothing holding me back. I'm just giving my all to God. I'm giving everything to God. This day, I'm not going to live for myself. I'm going to commit everything to God. I'm going to follow his ways. I'm going to follow his word. I'm going to ask him to help me, to teach me, to raise me up in this thing. Understand, he's a father, and we are his children, so he will raise us up by the power of the Holy Spirit, what's working on the inside of you. But the only thing is you have to be willing because he cannot lead you where you don't want to follow. Amen. And if you just surrender, say, God, I'll, I'll give you one year. I'll give you one year to prove to myself who you are and what you have for me. I'm going to I'm going to laugh at Pastor Kevin's jokes. I'm going to be here every Sunday. I'm going to be here every Wednesday. I'm going to be here for prayer. I'm going to honor you in my giving. I'm going to I'm going to read my read your word. I'm going to go to cell groups. I'm going to go to Bible study. I'm going to get water baptized. I'm going to get baptized in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to write a list. What do we I need to do as a Christian? Get saved. I'm going to give my life to Jesus. Get saved. What else do I need to do? Get baptized in water. I'm going to get into the water and get baptized in the wa in water. What else do I need to do? I need to get filled with the Holy Ghost because that's when I receive power to be a witness. I'm going to get filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm going to show up for those prayer lines. I'm going to be there at church time. Amen. Why? Because I'm living for the Lord. Everybody say, I'm living for Jesus. See, Jesus died so that you could live. He laid down his life so that you could take it, back, take it up. You are taking up the life of Jesus Christ. Not my ways, his ways. But pastor, what about my political beliefs? Let God change your politics. Start seeing, stop seeing yourself as just a citizen of a country. and Start seeing yourself as a citizen of the kingdom of God. 
When you start seeing yourself as a citizen of the kingdom of God, you'll recognize that your prayers will change the things of this world. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You'll begin to live an abundant life. You'll live a victorious life. You'll live a life of love. You'll have an impact everywhere you go. The power of the Holy Ghost will be upon you. You'll find yourself going into a place and so much division and anger is there. But because Jesus is upon you, the love of God begins to flow. And next thing you know, there's healing in the room. There's peace in the room. One day, the Lord will put his anointing upon you. And then you'll get this boldness and say, you know what? I'm going to heal the sick. And you'll start looking for people to heal. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the, the, the reason why you see so many people getting healed is because I pray for so many people that are sick. <laughs> Pastor, I want, I, want, I want to pray for the sick and see them get healed. Great. Are you praying for the sick? No, I'm waiting. For what? <laughs> are you saved? Yes. Are you filled with the Holy Ghost? Yes. Go for it, brother. But pastor, what if they don't get healed? What if they do? Amen. What if they do? You know, there was a, there was a, a young girl in, in the children's church, and they were teaching them to pray for the sick in children's church. And one day she was in the, you know, she saw them praying at, at the, in, in church, and people get slain in the spirit. So she got in line, and she got slain in the spirit there in children's church. They have church over there. I'm telling you, their church is good. And so she went to the schoolyard in San Benito, and she was playing with her friends in the schoolyard. And she looked at all her friends and said, hey, come on over here. And so their friends gathered around her, and she said, I'm going to pray for you like the way they pray for us at church. And she said, close your eyes, lift up your hands. I'm going to put my hand upon you, and Jesus is going to touch you. This girl was like eight, nine years old. And there in the schoolyard in, at, at, uh, at Landrum, Landrum Elementary, in the schoolyard, she, she laid hands on them, and they got filled with the Holy Spirit. Began to, they got touched and blessed, amen? I'm telling you, God will use you. God will use a child. But listen, if God could use a, a young child, God could use, a, use an old person like you. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. I want to just encourage you with this word. Jesus is not dead. He's alive. And I believe that God is calling you deeper, 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 deeper. I'm telling you, there's anointings and there's places that God's going to take you. I'm telling you, the word of the Lord is going to start flowing through your life. You're going to start seeing spiritual gifts begin to move in your life. You're going to walk into, into your work, and you're going to have words of wisdom and words of knowledge for people. And you're going to find the, the presence of God showing up in that place. And they're going to thank you and they're gonna say, I'm different. I've been changed. I needed to hear that word. I needed that prayer. I needed that, that, that word. And you're going to be able to say, that was not me. But that was the one that's inside of me. Jesus did this because he loves you. Amen. How many want to see the world change? How many want to see this city change for the glory of God? This, this valley change for the glory of God? How many want to see your family change? Let me see your hands. You want to see, how many want the, the kingdom of God to, to just flow in every street, every highway? Let me see your hands. It will change when you change. You are the instrument that God will use to bring change. How will they know without a preacher? Time to preach, preacher. Amen. And so I'm recruiting you, people of God, amen, that you thought this was an Easter Sunday service. It is, amen, and he's going to come alive on the inside of you like never before in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If you have never been saved in just a little bit as we see the, the drama, 
you're going to be given an opportunity to get saved right afterwards. Amen. If you need just to commit your life to God, this is your day to do it. And what greater day to surrender your life to God than, than Resurrection Sunday. Amen. Just close your eyes. Lift up your hands to heaven as I pray over you. Father, I thank you. I thank you for this word, that it will be alive and strong and sharp inside the hearts of your, your people, Father God, that they'll never be the same again. Holy Spirit, I ask you to release anointings upon them. Speak to those that are rededicating your, their life to you and fully surrendering to your ways, Lord. Father, I ask you to remove all confusion, all division, all doubt, all fear. But Lord, may they give themselves over to you like they do in marriage. Your word says that, that you, you, you use the marriage as, a, as a, a symbol of what our relationship is with you. That the two become one. Lord Jesus, we just want to be one with you, Lord. And Lord, let your spirit reign and rule and dwell and live inside our hearts. That we'll never be the same again. That the words that we speak and the life that we live and the way we conduct ourselves is not because of any, any other influence than being led by your Holy Ghost and walking in love. And Father, I pray your blessings over your people that even today that you will do a supernatural work in their life and through their life. I bless your people, and I bless those that are watching all over this world through the medias. And Lord, may they do the same thing that you are, may you do the same thing that you're doing in the lives of people here in this church today. We give you the glory, we give you the honor, we give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Can we give God praise?